Welcome to the Darren Woodson Show. And today's topic is going to be getting punched in the mouth. Literally. No, I'm just joking. Not literally punched in the mouth, but how do you react ben, after? Ben, by the way, when you yeah. said that, Ben just shuddered like, yeah, like you're going like to like hit him again. Like the last time he didn't fold the hand towels correctly. And you popped him a good one. Yeah. But getting punched in the mouth and, and then overcoming that and, and, and reacting to that so Tyler I want you to jump in and, and take over on this one yeah so so getting punched in the mouth is, is one of those things and obviously a metaphor for for failing right and something that's very impactful and and is I'll call it devastating but something that, that could be a setback and and I think back in in the locker rooms that I've been in and you know a punch in the mouth to the ego to some of these guys they get their starting job taken away or they had a bad game or the media comes down on them for something. Um, I see so often, and this is true kind of across the board, but when we get punched in the mouth, we have we have really two ways to react, right? Okay, do we take a breath, respond, look at what we did, and be better because of it? Or are we going to curl up in a ball, feel sorry for ourselves, and not do it? And honestly, even in the locker room, in an NFL locker room, you think of these guys as, as men and strong and all this. More often than not, I saw guys curl up. And there was times, you know, when I got punched in the mouth, and I think of 2014 for the Cowboys, um, the first four games of the season, it, it were rough for me. Like, I only got a couple plays a game. Mm -hmm. And you know, right, if you're only in, like, here and there, it's hard to get yeah. that rhythm, rhythm going, hard to get going. Yeah. And I just didn't play like myself. And, and after week four, I got called into uh, my running back coach's office, and he goes, I I'm going to give you a heads up, man. Like, you got another week, and, and you got to pick it up because – you know they're talking. They're talking about bringing some other guys in to see if they can do any better. Just because you know you're not playing like you normally play. What, I don't know what's going on. And that was a shot to me, right? Like now, like you're attacking, you know, my profession, my skill, all these things. What was the feeling like when you walked out of that office? What the hell do I got to do to get better? Like what's going on? And how do I? And and I was using the excuse for the first four weeks. And 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 I'm you know I'm hypercritical about myself. And I was and I was pissed. So it was like four weeks where it just kind of snowballed because I'd get more and more frustrated with myself, more and more frustrated with not playing. And it was just kind of all these things. But it was like, all right, how do I make the six plays that I get, you know, are getting right now? Mm -hmm. How do I make those effective? And how do I add value so that next week I can have ten? And next week I can have 16. And at that point I did. And, and I had, I literally had the best, best eight weeks. Well, I guess, I guess best 10 weeks. Cause we played two games of the playoffs. I did really in my career just because it was, there was a turning point where I was like, screw it. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lay down, but I saw so many guys careers in. And I think of, okay, getting punched in the mouth. Like, let's think literally, let's think about fighters. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think of I think of a fight. I'm a, I'm a UFC fan, and I, and I've always liked watching that. You know, because of my wrestling background. But I think of Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner, right? I think mm -hmm. of that fight, right? But it UFC really put mat. it on the big yeah. stage, right? Yeah. UFC had been around, but it was the first season of the Ultimate Fighter, the reality show that they did, and it was the finals. And there's two men that go out there, and I mean, literally, I don't think they had their hands up in a guard at all. Like it was <laughs> just literally punches, uh, just punching like each cartoon, other. Uh, it was, it was insane, but it showed grit, but that's a metaphor. Like I know that I'm going to get punched, but I'm going to punch back and I'm going to punch back harder. Like, and I'm not going to let those shots, no matter how bloodied up I am, how swollen my eyes are, how split my lip is, I'm going to push forward and I'm going to win this fight. And I mean, it was a split decision. I mean, it, in, in fights when it's, when it comes down to a split decision, like 
it's a pretty dang close fight yeah. because one of the judges voted that the other guy should have won, yeah. right? And so I think about that. And I think about, you know, I mean, historic fighters, right? Pushing through that. If they curl up when they get punched in the mouth, if they face adversity, if they face a challenge or a shot to their ego or whatever that is, do they just quit? I mean, imagine, and you see fighters do it, and you see it, okay, and, and here's another UFC reference, I think of Chuck Liddell, right? He was like the champion of champions for a long time, yeah. right? And Chuck Liddell loses a fight, um, gosh, it was like 2007, 2006 or seven. Um, and I mean, to Randy Couture mm -hmm. and like his career was over after that because he did not as respond bad, as bad as he was too. He was a bad man. And it's not like, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the sport, the UFC sport has evolved over the years. And like the, the true, just like brawler street brawler mentality is, is, is now by the wayside because there's so much technique and, and there's so many different forms of martial arts that are involved in it. But he was a guy, it's not that like. His fighting style was out of style. Something was taken away Something from changed. him. changed. Yeah. He just didn't respond to getting punched in the mouth anymore. And he then had a glass jaw. He got knocked out a bunch after tough. that. Yeah. But I want to relate that to, you know, to just life, right? How do we respond to getting punched in the mouth? Do you let that shot to your ego? Because obviously it's not physical unless you're in ESRP's offices and we just fist, <laughs> fist fight on, All the, time. on the daily. <laughs> but... You know, if we let those setbacks define how we push forward and really stop our progress, um, it's one thing. You know, I want to I want to hear from you because Darren, I know I know you had a story early on in your football career off the field yeah. that was really impactful for you, and it was a huge setback. You know, shot to your ego. It was in the public, and um, but. I want you to walk us through that story and then maybe how that kind of relates to, okay, how do you approach it today yeah, and yeah. responding to it? Well, you know, I, I've been a guy that, uh, you know, in my, early in my career, I, I had a financial advisor and he was out in uh, San Diego. And I always prided myself on doing the little things as far as my finances, just looking at, you know, making sure I take a look at my statement and I'm not going to be like everyone else and, and not, you know, all these this other guys the, who are going to you know, buy rims and cars. This, this and is houses. the beginning of guys like making really good money. Exactly. At this, this point, is, this is early in my career as well. So, you know, and, and I'm looking at things as you know, I'm not a guy. Again, I'm not a guy that spends a lot of money. I just don't, and I just wanted to take care of my finances the right way and live the right way. And had a financial advisor early on uh, out of San Diego, and he totally took advantage of me. Uh, on a financial front. And I can remember when I got the news and you talk about a punch in the mouth. How did you get the news? How did it, how did it come out? Uh, another financial advisor called me huh. and that financial advisor, Robertson, Greg and Tholey, I'm, I'm still with today. Huh. They brought me the, the information actually. And they, they, talked me through it and, and they knew a lot about what was going on. They're here locally here in Dallas. So they brought, they brought me the news. They, they, you know, had a conversation with them and I was, I mean, you, I, it wasn't a punch in the mouth, man. It was a knockdown. Now, I was out and I can't remember. I can tell you how many tears came down my eyes that night, man. Just couldn't believe it. Uh, was, you know, denying it, denying of it. 
Like it didn't happen. I know it didn't happen, but it was the reality of it. And, and, and the news was breaking. And then I remember that night, it's like 10 o'clock news local. And I remember the 10 o'clock news reporting it and had my name on it. And that was, it was the, the sheer embarrassment of that entire situation. And knowing the next day that everybody in that locker room knew that I was a frugal dude. Walking in that locker room and seeing, you know, you, and you, we all know how a locker yeah. room is. There's no holding back. So uh, I can remember walking in the locker room. A lot of guys walked up to me, had a conversation. They said some things and, hey, you're okay. You get the, that normal stuff. But I wasn't okay, man. I was pissed. I was like livid pissed about it. And it took me a while. And it took a conversation that I had with Troy Aikman. And Troy is actually with Robertson, Greg, and Foley at the same time. So he had, he had you know, a little bit more information about what, what took place. And he walked up to me and he said, hey, man, this was not the first day I came. It was the second day. He said, man, if I can do anything for you, he said, you're young, you'll bounce back. But if I can do anything for you, I'm here. And it was sort of that moment of, okay, this is the, this is the dude on our team. He's the dude put his arm around me and said, you got a lot of years left, brother. You're going to be okay. Get up off the mat and let's go. We got a game to play this week. And I thought, okay. So this is in the middle of the season, This is the middle of the season, man. This is like game six. Yeah. Five or six. And you can imagine the emotions you're going through through a a regular season anyway. And the pains you're going through. And now to have this on top of it and, you know, to have, you know, coaches come up to me and say, hey, you're going to be okay. Are you going to make it? You're going to be okay. And mentally having to get yourself ready for a game. That was – and I think it, it wasn't so much of that. It was the embarrassment. And I, and I can imagine, you know, these elite boxers or UFC fighters who don't have a loss on their record, and then, bam, they get knocked out in a fight. And then they have to rebound. And the next morning they have to wake up and see the film and, and not only see the film, but listen to it on ESPN and listen to it on, and then mm-hmm. try to rebound from that and having the mental fortitude to do that. And I had, that's what I had to go through, but it cho- totally changed my life in the way I <laughs> looked at certain things. How was your initial, what was your initial reaction? Tyler talked about there's two ways you can react. You can, you can get back up, you can keep going or you can curl away your initial gut reaction. What was that? I wanted to fight. I was looking for a fight. I mean, that was my initial guy. It wasn't, it wasn't so much that I wanted to curl up. I was embarrassed and, yeah. and didn't sleep the night before. I was embarrassed by the fact that I knew I had to walk into that locker room. Yeah. But the fight in me was I wanted to strangle yeah. someone. Like if I had, if there was an opportunity, I'd probably be in jail today. Mm. Because that's how much anger that would flow through me at that time. You've been punched in the mouth quite a bit in your life. Is that how you've always reacted? Or have you been one yeah. to, maybe early on you reacted as uh, kind of curling up? Or have you always been the one to react? Uh, to figure this out? No. And when I say curl up, like it's it's not the not the literal sense of it. No. It's just no. like, it's just kind of just shutting down. Yeah. Like, well, what? I'm like, a perfect example. Like, like in yeah. this case, it's like I'm not going to trust financial advisors. Yes. I'm going to do it myself, mm-hmm. or like I'm just not going to progress. Like that's what I mean. Just like I'm going to just put that to the side. Like that, the, you people, I don't, I don't trust you. Well, uh, or okay, let's get this back. Let's get everything. Let's go through the process of fighting back to get my money. Whatever I've got to do legally, go through all that, and then I'm going to find someone that I truly trust to handle that's this right. the right way. Yeah, it, it, you know, first of all, it was anger. And then it was sitting down and thinking about the process. 
what's move, what what I have to do move, moving forward. And it took me, guys, it took me, you know, to get over the the anger was so bad that it took me a while to get to figure out the process. Like, who do I need to get with? Uh, what what team do I need to get around around me to educate me in this process? Because I was so furious that I wasn't taking calls, that I was you know wanted to fight so much that. It took me a while to get to the process. So once I got there, then I, then I could honestly start to think about, okay, what do I need to do? But it, but it wasn't, I'll be honest, man, it wasn't up until three or four days later that I could actually move forward mentally to think about how do I recoup something from this loss. It sounds like you, one of the things that I've talked about with you guys before is when I was younger and something wouldn't go my way, I would get real emotional and I would just quit. You know, I wasn't getting playing time. I would quit. It, emotions led my decision making. It wasn't until a little bit later on in life I realized that you've got to sit back and logically think through the situation. Yes. If the emotions pop up and that make you want to quit, is that the best? Sometimes maybe that is the best decision. Maybe you do need to, to go a different direction. But if you let that initial emotional response control how you react, yep. Nine times out of ten, it's going to lead you down the wrong path. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. The emotional response took over. And it took, you know, I had so many calls from guys that were trying to actually help me that I just put them to the wayside, man, because I just couldn't get over the embarrassment and the anger. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think it's those that can react, can step back and react quickly to the situation to take the emotion, like you just said, take the emotions out and sit back and go, okay, this is what I need to do. Here's A, B, and C of what I need to do now. Um, and, you know, those are the ones that usually overcome a lot faster. You mentioned Troy was there to support you. There's some guys that, that kind of helped you through the process. You're, you know, your your current financial advisor. Um, but through that process, was there anyone in your life that that helped you through that? Like I think of, I think of my wife, uh, Tiffany, and – I think about the times I'd been punched in the mouth, like I, I get cut or I get traded or um, a team would say no. Um, well, let me, let me ask you that. Let yeah. me turn that around to you. How much faith did you have in having those conversations? And why did you have so much faith in, you know, maybe it's the better question is, why did you have faith in going to Tiffany and having these yeah. conversations? Yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, you know, in my story, she was, she rode with me through everything. Like she felt the pain of it, she felt the sacrifice of it, she felt the highs. I mean, she was she was there, and there's no question that she's going to be there. You know, don't always agree with with her decisions. I don't always like them, but I do know that they come from a place of love and what is she feels is best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's there's a level of trust there. Um, and and there's sometimes that like she'll just listen, right? Like let me vent, and I'm not I'm not. I'm not a guy that's open much. Like I don't really, I don't really talk about how I feel. I mean, I think this podcast is contrary <laughs> to that, but, uh, but, uh, I know my parents and my wife are like, okay, so I've learned more about you on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a level of trust. And so, so every time I get punched in the mouth and then there's a, a level of encouragement and I know that she's not just blowing smoke up my ass, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's legitimate. Like, Okay, I trust her, and I know she feels this about me. Like she's gonna point out the flaws that I have. At the same time, she's also gonna say, "Hey, but because you did that, and like, okay, that sucks. But here are the amazing things that you do, and here's the strengths that you have, and you're gonna be fine." Just like Troy, Troy said, right? 
you got a lot of years. That one comment, you got a lot of years yeah. ahead of you. You're a young player. Mm. Yes, like you think that you'll play forever, yeah. but like when you know your starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys comes up to you and says, "Hey, you got a lot of years left ahead of you. Yeah. You're gonna be fine." Right. Like the sense of peace, I'm sure. That exactly. Can. And I, and I feel the same with with Tiffany, right? Like there's, I feel like there's a there's a calmness that she brings. There's there's a sense of security, even though you know we're supposed to be the protectors, we're supposed to be the providers, and we're all those things. And that's the role that like I want to take, you know, and I take very seriously. But there's also when you have someone, and I'm not saying it has to be your spouse. I'm mm -hmm. not saying. I mean, hopefully, like there's there's that level there, but like someone in your life that you just trust, right? Because they've been through the dirt, yeah. the mud, with they've with you, been on, yeah. through it. Yeah. And so, yeah, to that point is, you know, that is why, right? And and I remember, <laughs> so uh, so we were, I'd gotten cut from Miami, and, and this is kind of a funny story too, is uh, so Miami, um, I was traded from the Texans in week one. And, uh, and so I play there for four weeks and then we play Monday night game week five against New Orleans or in New Orleans. I ended up getting like a concussion that game, which was kind of a weird deal. And I'd never gotten a concussion in the NFL. And that was the first one, but I come back the next day and I, uh, I'm working out. It's late, right? Cause we had a late game. You come home, travel, mm -hmm. don't come to the facility till like one or two, do your little prehab and, and all that. And then you work out. Well, I'm working out and the Reaper um, comes down and he goes, Hey, um, uh, Jeff wants to see you. Um, and I'm like, what Jeff being a GM? Yeah. The GM. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I like, all right, I'll finish my guys. No, 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 you gotta go do it. Well, anyways, in, in the meantime, I, he, he getting ready to cut me cause there's some injuries on defense and I value the position that I was doing, which just wasn't strong enough to keep me. But I call my wife and I'm like, Hey babe, um, I got cut. And she goes, well, go to the trainer, like get it taped up or something. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, why are you calling me? And I'm like, no, I got cut. She goes, yes, I know. Like, go get it taken care of. Are you okay? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I'm getting released. Because yeah. I knew it. So, so, but I tell that story because like, this is, this is the wife that like, you know, she moved from Houston uh, by herself to Miami. And then four weeks later, we got to move back to California. And then we're in California for eight weeks. And I responded in a way that I wanted to lay down because I took a huge punch in the mouth, right? right? Like mm -hmm. this, I just got cut. Like I've been, and then I was out for six weeks and I'm kind of just pouting a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm working out and I'm training, but I'm just kind of pouting a little bit. She straight up calls me out like that. There, it was a, it was a Sunday morning and she calls me out and uh, she says, you need, you need, you need to stop. You need to stop like feeling sorry for yourself, pick yourself up and get going. And you know what? It's funny enough that literally that day, the Dallas Cowboys called me and I was like up on a ladder with my dad putting up Christmas lights and she comes out and she's still pissed at me. And she's like, Hey, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Take the call. And it was, it was Gary Brown, the running back for the Cowboys. <laughs> and, uh, and, but it's, but it's points like that, right? Cause she's honest with me and she like mm -hmm. calls me out and so that's that's why she is who she is for me. Yeah, finding somebody that you trust that that has walked through things with you has has gone some miles with you. Uh, I think is so important to find. Another thing is it's easier to overcome these challenges when you get punched in the mouth when you know what you're facing. So relate it to let's say nutrition for instance. If I was going to tell you, Darren, you got to go on a diet for the next two weeks. You got to restrict everything. We're we're going to go hard for two weeks. 
you could probably do that. Yeah. As opposed to me saying, hey, Darren, we're going to go on a diet indefinitely. Yeah. That ain't happening. You're just going to just gonna take punches to the face yeah. constantly. <laughs> no end so in that, sight. I just don't know where it's coming from. Right. You know what? There is that, no end in sight. Exactly. That's a punch in the mouth that's a little harder to deal with because you don't know. Think about what we're going through right now. This this virus that's that's taken over the world. It's it's a, a an adverse situation. Yeah. It's a it's an enemy we don't know much about, and yeah, that's a lot harder to deal with. When the end of it's coming. right, that's a lot harder to deal with than something that you know exactly when the timetable is. To that point, right when you know the end is in sight, and I've had this conversation with buddies, and I think we've had this conversation. Like, if it's fitness, like if I'm like going on a vacation in two months, it's really easy to like mm-hmm. crush it for two months because mm-hmm. there's an end date, right? If there's a goal, like, okay, hey, at this point, I have to be at that. Like, I'll take whatever I need to take. The difference between, like, me and my wife is that, like, she's, like, and there's nothing bad against her, but, like, she, like, I don't want to struggle through it. Like, I'm like, look, I know, like, when I start this career, I've got three years of absolute grinding. Like, mm-hmm. but I know that there's three years. I'm going to work towards that. Like, if I have that goal, whereas, like, for her side, she's like, yeah, like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to struggle for that long. Like, I don't, and that's why I think, like, we're wired differently. differently yeah. Like, and I think, and, and I think just everybody's wired differently. But to your point, like, and for us, it's like, okay, it, it, when we played football, it was like, okay, all right, I know I got two weeks off, but I know that I am going to absolutely grind from yes. middle of February, March to mid and June, and then we're gonna have a little break, and I get I get a breather, but then it's grind from exactly. August to January yeah. or February in your case, not my case, but <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, and so that's and that's what it is, but doesn't matter how many punches to the face you get, yeah, like. In, in football, physically and metaphorically, it doesn't matter because I know that I'm going to Exactly. And, and so, you know, for me, it's, you know, I, and I'll speak, you know, my wife, Tiffany, name is Tiffany as well. I, I've learned so much from her. And, you know, she owns her own company. She has a, a an interior design company. And she, her outlook on things are somewhat, we're, we're similar in certain ways, but she is so much more of a grinder than I am. Like I, I, I'm serious. Like I, I know I can go after things and, and I have goals. I set goals. But just sitting there watching her day in and day out, especially right now, where she's had to make some tough decisions in 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 this climate that we're in right now, with you know with the virus out there, and she's had to make some really tough business decisions. And I don't know if those are decisions that I could personally make on my own and the ability to, to be flexible and, and to talk people through, I've had her, I've listened to her on the phone, talk people through situations, her own employees through situations right now. And these are tough calls, man. I mean, tough call. I just have like, you just said it. I'm the Tiffany on the other side. Yeah. My, I'm my wife, my wife, like she'll look at me and I'm just like, baby, I got your back. Whatever it is you got, you got to do, you know, I'm, I'm with you on it. But the, the true willingness to just go through this fire Mm -hmm. and have these discussions, because right now, it's a tough, it's a tough time right now. And there's a lot of people losing their jobs right right now. And you have to have leadership. Mm -hmm. And she's shown me what true leadership really is. And that leads to another point. In these situations, you have to gain control of your thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Negative thoughts, man, those will – you yes. can run rampant with negative thoughts. I'm the king of negative thoughts at times because they just – I mean, they're just so powerful. 
in a bad way, obviously. Um, you know, you practice focusing on the things you have control over versus the things that you don't. So those negative thoughts, a lot of times you don't have control over the things that happen to you. That yeah. punch in the mouth, you, you probably didn't control the situation or you wouldn't no. have gotten punched in the mouth, right? right? So there's a lot of things that you have control over. There's some things you don't. And so it's accepting those things that you don't have control over in this situation. We don't have control over the, the, the virus. We don't have control over what happens to the economy because of the virus. We have no control over that. But if we sit there and we, and we wallow in our own negativity, we could spend weeks and months thinking about how bad the yeah. situation and is. And, that's and it, there's man. literally nothing you can you do, do about it. The negativity. If you wallow around in the negativity, I mean, God, how, much, how many negative things happen to you in a day? Right. Mm-hmm. That if you really just highlight it and just stay on that all day long, you, I mean, who are you? Especially, look, if, I'm, if the parents are out there listening right now, mm-hmm. your kids are watching you. Yes. They are absolutely watching you go through whatever negative. It doesn't have to be right now and what we're dealing with right now. Just on any day basis, every day basis. If you have a negative mentality and everything that that happens to you that that is negative and you have this certain uh, reaction to it, your kids are going to sit there and watch you Mm -hmm. go through that. Mm -hmm. And that is impactful, man, because now you're leaving a legacy of your kids are going to go through exactly and, tr- and treat situations exactly like you yep. treat them. Yeah. So how, how did my mom or dad react? That's probably exactly. How yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, hey, I don't know how I knew how my mom used to react mm-hmm. when things weren't when the lights weren't you know coming on and right. we couldn't pay the light bill. Talk we, about yeah. Talk about a punch in the mouth as talk, a mother. Oh man, as a provider, the yeah. only the only yeah. provider. I didn't have a father that was yeah. you know right there riding with her. She she had to deal with it and. We'd all get in that house. We all cuddle up in one room, mm-hmm. and she say, "Hey, things are going to be all right. Let's fight through this." And and that man, that speaks volumes yeah. to just think about your mom mm-hmm. and and how big of a punch that was to her. Oh when, yeah, when, how your father left you guys. Yeah, and it, had she curled up and and said, "Oh, woe is me. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm just gonna." I mean, think about the four kids she had and how she raised you guys and why how you are the way you are now. Because of the way she reacted in those situations. Another thing that you, you turn on the news right now or you go on the internet, everything is super negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because negative gets clicks and gets attention. You can sell you can sell a lot of things when you do negative. So literally go ahead. every preach preacher. <laughs> preach so literally, <laughs> literally everything you read, everything you see is some sort of there's no positive out there. The the sky is falling and everywhere you turn and everywhere you look. So you have to be mindful of where you're getting your information and, and how emotional you're becoming based on that information. Because I promise you, they're not going to sell as much if they try to sell a bunch of positive stories. Right. So they're going to keep doing the negative, the negative crap. So you need to be, be able to filter in your mind, take control of yourself and what you're consuming. See, that's the question. How do you filter it? That is the question that, that right now we're, we're, we're going through this as far as getting punched in the mouth, right? Well, you so, listen to the Darren Woodson show for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you filter it like in your own mentality, in your own mindset? Because when we're in the act of, when we get negative, something negative happens to us, how do we filter it? What is the way that we can go through this process? Like maybe there's steps yeah. that well, you could personally take. It's, it's recognizing that it is a negative outlet. For instance, on the my way over here today, listen to a podcast. It started getting really negative about the situation. I could have kept listening, and then what's that going to do? That's going to take my mind negatively. That's going to take my thoughts. What I literally did was I pressed pause, I turned it off, and I listened, started listening to something else because I told myself, if I go down this path, I know myself well enough, yeah. it's going to be bad. My mind's just going to take me into a funk. So you have to sit, take a step back, 
remove yourself emotionally for just a second and take and think logically is this positive? Is this feeding exactly. into, into me positively or is this taken away from See, me? See, that, and that's the key for me is why don't I just eliminate all the negative shit that goes on in my life? Mm. I mean, all the negativity, whether it be, whether it be uh, the news, um, people, people that, people that people? are just negative yes. folks, why not uh. just eliminate those people? Because when you really think about it emotionally, the positive, when you're around positive people, you sort of, you have a positive, it's just, it's just, it's like counting one, two, three, brother. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. When you're around positive people, you have a positive reaction to life. Right. Period. So I've always, I've always sort of felt that vibe of how do I get rid of the negative folks in my life? Mm -hmm. And so, but, but then again, I know people just the opposite. They love the, ne they wallow thrive in the negativity. They yeah. thrive into that, in that, yep. in that atmosphere. Right. And they love to, to bring negativity to the, to the room every mm -hmm. time they walk into it. Those are the people that you got to kick, kick out. And life. everybody has those people yes. around them. Every, you, yes. And, and when, as you're saying this, like, I'm thinking, okay, there's three people that I, that I know. Yeah. What are their there's names? Like, that's family members. I'm no, sure. no, 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 no. <laughs> actually, not, not really family members. I got a couple, mostly I got a couple cousins. Former, those players, names. former players, man. Really? Oh my gosh. One of them was literally like right next to me as a locker. He was right next to me. And holy smokes, it was like every time I walk over there, and it and it sucked sucked oh, the life yeah. out of sucks me. Yeah. It was like, man, why are we doing this bullshit? Like we shouldn't be out here practicing this hard. We shouldn't be doing and it's like, dude, just Shut up and work, man. Go, like, man. Yeah. all you're doing is now causing us not to be as productive on uh -huh. Sunday. So we have to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go win and see if see if you enjoy it. And this is not to say that you're never going to have a negative thought. Darren, I'm no. going to put you on blast real quick. Dude. Go ahead. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Darren calls me when, this all, when all this news broke. Yep. And Darren's one of the most positive people I've ever met. I look to Darren as a beacon of hope. For anything that I'm going through, because I know Darren's probably I knew you were gonna bring this up. Or I knew you were gonna bring this up today. I know <laughs> and, it. And, and I'm coming. calling Darren, and and you got to understand, Darren's schedule is unbelievably hectic, and and he's always having people pull on him, and and decisions constantly. This was at the end of the day. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. This is probably not the time to have this conversation. Did you hear this conversation, <laughs> Tyler? Oh, go ahead, give it so, up. Now. So you're gonna again, put me on blast in front of a million hey, people now. We've been, stro we've been stroking your ego for longer. <laughs> yeah, we can bring to, it back down. It's time to to make people realize you're you're human just like us. So again, this is right when the news broke. The economy's it, the stock market's going down, and I called Darren. And I'm talking to him about literally about this podcast and. It was the most, I've known Darren for over five years. It was the most negative conversation yeah. I have ever you experienced. You tried to get off Darren the phone. And you, I could I not get off the phone, phone fast, fast You couldn't. But literally yeah. what that conversation did, and I told you this, yeah. as soon as we hung up the phone, now I'm sitting there thinking, whoa, we're screwed. Right. The economy's tanking. This podcast isn't going to go anywhere. We're going to fail at doing everything. All because of the conversation that Darren and I had. Uh-huh. The negativity that he brought, and again, it, it's just because you're typically a positive doesn't mean you're never going to have negativity, yeah. but that conversation just put me in the dumps for the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I didn't know the impact of that conversation, and I told right. you, but I, I, we, we talked that night, I think. I called you the back next day, the, yeah, next the next day. day. No, you made me sleep on it. <laughs> made you wallow in it for a little bit. Just let it sink in, man. <laughs> but I called you the next day, and because I, I knew... I knew that was the case because yeah. I was just, man, Tyler, I was in a different yeah. place. Man. I've never, never so heard Darren like that before. I, I pull up into my garage. And what did I tell you? I said, I pull up in my garage and I started thinking, you know what? Sky is falling. Guess what? 
I'm gonna put. I told you, I'm gonna put my foot on the mm-hmm. pedal. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm putting my foot, and I knew at that time I was like, I just got off the phone with Ben, and that was the nastiest conversation that I've ever had. Like, just ne- as negative as I could possibly be. But then there are times when when you're going through the negative that you have to you have to be aware of where you are. Right. Right. In the negativity of where you are. And so that is a time right now. You, you can't, and which I shouldn't have had you sit on it a day. <laughs> but it's in those moments where you have to bat- battle against it. Yeah. You have to battle it. You cannot sit on it. Right. You cannot wait on it. If you sit there another day, two days go by, and you're still wallowing in that negativity. Man, I got into that garage after having, getting off the phone mm-hmm. with you like 10 minutes later. And I thought, you know what? This podcast, we're putting our foot to the we're going as fast as we possibly can. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this happen. And I called you the next day yep. and I said those exact words to him. Yeah. But to your point is, is you've got to fight it, right? Our natural yeah. tendency mm-hmm. is if we're feeling bad, we, yeah. we have a setback, we get punched in the mouth. We want to bring people down with us. Yeah. That's our natural tendency because we need community. We need mm-hmm. community where we're at as opposed to fighting the urge and saying, all right, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain. And I'm not going to let this continue pushing me down. And I'm not going to be drowning and pulling people down with me. I've got to swim back up to the top. And you know what? I'm going to pull these people with me. Because yeah. that's totally contrary to what we're wired, I, I feel like, right. as people. And maybe it's culture. I, I don't know. But I feel like that's that's one thing natural. And you've got to recognize that right away. When you have a setback, when you have something, is don't be that person that brings other people around. But you know what? It speaks, And it speaks to, to Ben, too, now. This ain't all my fault. Because as a friend... As a I friend, called you, out. you should have called my ass out right there on the spot. Yeah. And that's what friends do. Yeah. And that's no when you surround yourself that are what, you know, a lot of what, what I've gone through in my life, that all the negativity that I've gone through that's been in my life. I've had a few friends and my wife now that I can say some things and they can be like, yeah, I hear you. I see where you're going. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. And I'm the same way. Like I get negative things from my friends call me. I'm like, this is happening. No, 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 dude. Chill out. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, that's all they need to hear is some, some reassurance. And it's the Absolutely. same thing that Tiffany gives you. Yeah. Every, just a little bit of reassurance. And yeah. things, the sky is not falling. You know, Look. a good example of that is Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson's a guy that he doesn't want any negative energy around him. Like, don't come around me. Don't talk to me. If you're going to be negative, like, fix yourself, figure out what you got to do, and then come on back, man. I'm only about positive vibes. God, how do you and deal with Sherm all those years? Like, I know, Richard man. Well, on the other side, just beat him. Just <laughs> beat him. Yeah. yeah. But but he's got he's got like a sports psychologist that helps him helps him through that, right? right? And. And even the psychologist was doing a podcast. I think, did you listen to that one? Mm-hmm. And uh, Neutral and, thinking. Yeah, and it's one of those deals. He goes, there's times I'll catch myself. I'm supposed to be his mental coach, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll be negative about something, and he'll feel it, and he'll tell me, okay, I'm going to cut you off there. Like, you, you know, whatever you got to do, if I can help you do something, I'm going to do it. But, like, we're, gonna, we're not going to bring this negativity in this conversation. Let's stay positive, and let's do it. I mean, the diligence of that, that right? Is, like, I'm not going to let someone gift. else's – you know, setback, make sure that it's going to hinder my progress. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's a guy, just look at his career, like look what he's done and just continuing to progress. I mean, it it was, it's, it's, it really is an incredible story. That's a gift. It's hard. I'm not saying, well, it's not a gift. It is a something he had to work terribly hard at. Intentional for sure. Because when you say it's a gift, some people might hear that and think, well, I don't have that gift. So I'm screwed. Yeah. It's, Yes, maybe some people are a little bit more prone to thinking that way, but this is absolutely something that you can learn. I'm a perfect example of I've talked about it a hundred times. 
this is not I've not always reacted to because if Darren had that conversation ten years ago, I would have gone in the tank for a week. Mm. But what I did was Darren and I had that conversation. The very next day, I was up, I was ready. I was, you know what? That obviously wasn't Darren. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't really him. He was just yeah. having a moment. No, that was me. Let's keep yeah, going. That was me. Right at that moment, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so understand that if you don't have this today, it doesn't mean you'll never have it. Yeah, you have to work. You have to accept the fact, right, that you're in a fight. Yeah, that's part of the process is understanding that you are in a fight and recognizing that. And okay, how am I going to get myself out of this? Because if you sit there and you wallow in it for a week, you're taking yourself backwards. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, this is a fight. It's uncomfortable. This isn't fun. Yeah. But guess how good I'm going to be on the other side of this. But you can't, but again, man, you know, how many things have we done on our own? We've had this conversation before. We've not, we haven't accomplished a damn thing on our own. Right. So it takes, it does, man. It takes people that are close to you who are not yes men. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That you can bounce things off. You can just be, again, I've, I don't know how many conversations I've had with friends, and I've been on the negative side, or they, they've been on the negative side, and I've been like, no, man, no, 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 Ben, that's not how it works, bro. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. Right. You just do A, B, and C. And the next day, we had the conversation after I was so negative that day, and it was a totally different conversation. Mm-hmm. And he let me know, he let me know through that, that <laughs> he let me know through that process that, man, dude, you were terrible yesterday. You I mean, you were, you were not a good dude yesterday. It just didn't, you know, what came out of your mouth was so negative and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need, I need truth. Don't, yeah. don't surround yourself with yes men. Right. Yeah. Because they will, they'll, they'll waller in that yeah. negativity with you, man, and bring you down even that much further. That's right. You've yeah. got to put yourself around people that, that know how to go through the fire. And, and understand what you're going. They know yeah. you well. Yeah. You, you have to struggle with each other through something. Um, and, and that those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And that, though, I mean, again, we're kind of going down a rabbit hole and, and all these other things that we could talk about for a long time. But, like, to build those, you've got to be vulnerable, too. Yes. Right? Like, yep. so there's a difference between vulnerability and negativity, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm really struggling with this. Or there's just negativity. Like, there's a difference mm-hmm. between the two. Uh, but, but yeah, someone that, okay, I've been through a setback. I've been through a challenge, whether it's relationships. And that's a whole nother topic that like, we haven't even talked about, right? Like getting punched in the mouth because of a relationship, whether like you make a mistake or, you know, they, you know, cheat or there's just, you know, whatever it is, like the setback of that, like, how do you react to that? And there's vulnerable moments in that, that you've got to be vulnerable and you've got to like hurt and heal, but you've got to have those people. They can be honest with you. Mm -hmm. They can pick you up. Not just yes, men, the people that can lift you up and say, okay, hey, look, you're going to be fine. You got a long career Jeez. ahead of you in the game. Yeah, you know, the relationship side, that's <laughs> yeah. a whole, that's a whole other conversation. Podcast, but, but getting punched in the mouth isn't just exclusively to professional, that's right. professional situations or money or, or anything like that. Like, in all aspects of life, you're going to get punched in the mouth. It is going to happen mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. Like, you can. You know, even this, think about like the situation we're in as an economy and where we're at with with the COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever the name has evolved to, is like think about the country and world as a whole. Think about it, the CEOs of retailers right now. Man. I mean, this, I mean, that's I, I, I've got clients that I'm working with that literally all day I'm doing right now is saying, hey, how can we get relief? How can, for on their behalf, yeah. it's like, how can we get relief? How can we get relief? And, and I mean, we're early in the process, but think about globally, we're getting punched in the mouth. How are we going to respond? What are we going to do? Are we going to be disciplined enough 
and not buy into all the negative BS, not buy into all that stuff, and just say, okay, we're just going to keep pushing forward. We're just going to, this is a temporary setback, and we're going to be fine. And, anyway, and that's the, yeah, you just hit on something. That's the, that's the why I'm so proud to be an American. I don't want to turn this into apple pie and all that, but man, you think about this country. Hey, preach, brother. You think about this country, dude. It, there's, this country has so much fight. Yeah, so much fight in it, and like we're gonna we're getting our asses kicked right now. Yeah. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you this, and I'll put it. I hate saying the word guarantee, but this country, I guarantee, this country comes back swinging. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come back swinging out of this, and there's because because we're built a certain way. Yeah. And I, and I know, like, like you just said, there's a lot of CEOs of these Fortune 500 companies, these big retail companies that are out there, man, who are taking it on the chin right now. Mm-hmm. And this is the time. This is the time to lead. Mm-hmm. This is the time. Don't curl up. Mm-hmm. This is the time you're going to have to make some tough, tough decisions mm-hmm. with employees, with management, with your board members. You're going to have to make some tough, tough calls. But this is what. This is why you're in the position that you're in right That's now. Right. You know, you know something you just said, and I, I don't want to speak specifically about the the virus because I know it's very serious, and and, and I want to be sensitive to that, but. In other situations where you get punched, sometimes you need to get punched in the mouth. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we work so hard to avoid yeah. getting punched, but but it's really, really good sometimes to get punched in the mouth because humility. it forces you. Yeah, a humility. It, yeah. Humility. It forces yeah. you to draw back for a second and think, okay, how could I, how do I need to reassess? How do I need to, to make myself better at this? One thing that I, that I do, and this may not work for everybody, uh, you guys, it may not be for you guys, but... For me, writing down, if, if I'm faced with a big situation, writing down each morning daily habits and goals to break that big goal down or that situation down. Whatever challenge it is that I'm faced, if I can break it down in 24-hour increments, to me, that helps me reset mentally. All right, I can get through the I don't know how I'm going to get through the next two years, but I can get through the next 24 hours. I can do anything for 24 hours. Mm. That's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Now, if I sit there and try to think, okay, three years from now, I'm going to be doing that. No, I've got to set 24-hour blocks. Again, this is just me. What am I going to do today that's going to get me closer to overcoming that challenge or that goal? And for me, that's what that's what building those habits daily. And so those. are you going back to look at this? When you write this down, you're writing it down in a notebook, mm-hmm. right? How often are you looking at, are you coming back to look at that? During that day or, during or that just day. over time? Yeah, during that day. I have at my, since we're all working from home right now, at my home setup right now, I have that journal open right next to where I'm working. And so I'm seeing it all day long. What did I write down this morning, first thing in the morning? Have I accomplished those tasks? Because I know if I accomplish these things, I don't know how I'm going to make a million dollars. But I know that if I make this call and I send this email and I respond to this RFP, I know if I do those things, that's going to set me up in the right direction to make that million or mm. whatever the goal is. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't make that million dollars today anyway. Right. So yeah. what's the point of focusing all my attention on that? I'm going to focus on the things that I can do this moment, this day, the next 24 hours. You know what I do have? And it's not that. I'm not, man, I need to. That's a good lesson You're for welcome. me, McFarlane. Yeah, thanks for the gift there. Uh, what I do have on my mirror is three words. It's the same word. It's the same word. It's serve, serve, serve. Love that. And that's that's what I see. And I wrote it on my mirror. My wife, my wife is pissed that I wrote it. On, you know, designer. interior designer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you write it in? <laughs> permanent. It's not a permanent. It's not a permanent, but it might as well be brown, brown but sharpie. <laughs> 
But that's what my mindset needs to be because I know if I don't serve, 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 I'm not going to be the best person I can be. Uh, I'll be something totally different. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the truth. And I think that's what gives us perspective when you yeah. serve. Yeah. You have that mentality of, listen, like it doesn't matter how many times I get punched in the mouth. It doesn't matter how many times I get knocked down. If I just have the mentality of, okay, I'm going to push forward. I'm going to serve. It's that perspective that says, okay, I can get through this. Because if I'm serving, I'm I'm constantly being reminded of how lucky we are to live in the country yeah. that we live live in, to do the things that we're able to do, to have the freedoms that we have, and it's going to be okay. Pick myself up and move forward. Uh, that's going to wrap us up today. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Darren Woodson podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, give us a rating, uh, preferably five or higher. Yes, I love uh, and then share with your friends. We want to get this out. We want to build this up. We've got some really exciting guests in the pipeline. I'm uh, really excited to share those with you. But make sure to tune in next week on the Darren Woodson podcast.